watching prohibition fall down. Rod Grow Talk, time to wake and bake. Scotty, actually, wake and bake is a different show, but the Grow Talk, I feel a little more pressure. It's a little more serious when we're talking grow, maybe. What do you think? Nah, I don't know. Do you really feel it's been like a thousand and something episodes? No, I feel like I'm hanging out talking with my boys. Just a, just a, just a tiny bit. Maybe because I make all this run, I don't have the guru, man. But how you been? You haven't been watching too much TV in this lockdown here? Been all right? <laughs> hanging in there? <laughs> That's awesome, bro. I have, uh, I've I will sometimes watch some TV with the wife. <clears throat> the reality show, the only reality show I can take is, though I have this one she watches where it's like realtors. I think it's called Million Dollar Listing. It's these realtors selling these fancy homes in LA. And it's just funny to just look at these people, people at 15 and $20 million homes and even just how fancy they are. It's ridiculous, you know, but uh, I'm just going to ask you guys, for the most part, the cannabis industry is loaded with really cool down to earth people. I know a guy that did 20, 30 million, did $50 million a year in cannabis. You'd never know. Just a really normal, nice down to earth guy. Who is the one person in the entire industry in the 20 years you've been in it that you would think would show up on million dollar listing? Anyone? Uh, of course. Big Mike would have to be the person that shows up. Dude. <laughs> uh, it was so funny. I said, don't rehearse this. I don't. You just got to. I'm just going to ask you the question. And of course, <laughs> it was so easy. He's about the only person. The big not Mike from Advanced Nutrients. I don't know if he still owns it or not, but uh yeah, he kind of did that whole cannabis marketing thing. He really came in with the hot chick street crew. And remember we yeah. met him in BC and they picked us up in the, the Hummer or whatever yep, the hell that the yellow was. Hummer. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. So anyway, he marketed, he hoarded the hell out of the cannabis industry. And he got himself <laughs> a $20 million house for it. So good luck. Good luck. Oh, that was probably a little bit of a surprise. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I was Here. like. Rewind that. Stop. Freeze frame. Go back. I'm like, hang on a second. I know that guy. Well, I guess I've got to give a, uh, a disclaimer here. As I zoom in, I got a little damage here, Scotty, all right? So over the weekend, I was reminded, like, hey, don't you have to film a show, too, on Monday? I had a buddy, 40-year-old uh, year birthday, lives in the neighborhood. Right. Started getting loose. I don't know if you've heard of him. The first time I heard of these things called Bellinis was here in Canada. And this dude, it's basically like a... Uh, uh, like a sleeping machine at 7-Eleven that he has, except he fills it with different concoctions of, hey, I got my peach flavored drink today or, you know, and this this one was, I think, like a Dr. Pepper or Coke uh, mixed with bourbon in a frozen Slurpee machine. You could not taste the bourbon at all. My go-to is not whiskey or bourbon. So basically this involved a 40th birthday, some flip-flops of Frisbee, bourbon, and a little bit too much bad decision making on the Bellinis. So a neighbor that has a Bellini machine, though, that's pretty fucking serious. That's like makes my volcano, you know, my five hundred dollar volcano look like shit. You know? Well, yeah, and they do fun things, move it out by the fire, so it's like you're outside. It was a good early summer day. We were down on the river a little bit. Got ahead of myself, so that's my public service announcement. Announcement, like you say, Scotty. Stay away from the hard liquor. You know, my, one of my good neighbors used to say, if you could light it on fire, run an engine with it, you probably shouldn't put it in your body. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I will go with that. But I will heal well. All is fine. I feel like since when I go out now, people obviously when you have damage on your face, what happened to you? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my God. What happened to your face? Hmm, all good. It will recover. OK, let's let me give you a show rundown here for the growth headband. Yeah. Come on, get one of those like, you know, the Japan, the Japan headband right there with the rising sun on there. 
I did work out yesterday for the first time since I hurt my head and I tried to put on my ball cap backwards and I was like, nope. And you're right. I pulled out my old headband and it worked great. So Jesus, man, Jesus. Gotta All right. Hold the hair back, dude. I'm getting, I'm going to need a cut soon. Probably have to figure that out. Just to the, the people that made alcohol legal and keep, you know, kept weed illegal for however many years. <laughs> um, that wouldn't have happened on weed, just so you know. That wouldn't have happened. Man, you might have still blown out a flip-flop, man, playing Frisbee. That shit could happen to anybody, all right? <laughs> Fair enough. No argument there. All right, let me give you a show rundown today in the Grow Talk off DoGrows.com. We're going to talk about inline carbon filter by Master Kush. This is involving taking – and the, the theme on part of these Grow Talk questions is the heat's coming, guys. Plan ahead for summer. you got a new grow. Maybe you've never – just as I do – um, you never grown it in the heat of summer. You got to plan ahead for how it's going to heat up. So we've got yep. a couple questions on that. Next question. First, all organic run three weeks into flower by giraffe balls, as well as grow hack coming in curtains in the grow room by Bob Marley is alive. And as well, I think so. You think uh, a giraffe eight eight balls grow are above your head? Like if you walk under them or I guess they are tall enough for that. Wow. Huh. Deep thoughts. Uh, eight by eight grow tent heat control help by Atlantic Jungle. And of course, what's going on in our grows, which is a grip. Springtime, things are going on. Greenhouse is getting ready to go off. So good Look times. Out. Draft balls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we get into the show, dogrows.com forward slash support. It's a great way if you like what you're hearing. If we've helped you grow, we've increased your yield. We've done like my shirt. Weed should taste good. Yes, it so, should. So uh, if we've helped all that out, man, we're listener supported over at dogrows.com forward slash support. The benefits are free seeds from Seeds Here Now, five pack from Best Coast Genetic for new members, as well as we're doing grower hookups every month. This month, it's the Pulse Grow, three units. We're going to give away three Pulse Grow units, first, second, third. The comment over on the post on Patreon, you can comment. We'll go through those on May 20th. And what we haven't done in a bit, Scotty, we've got to do some unique content over there. You and Guru used to drop a little bit of science. We've got to pick something up. Okay. So. Okay, I will. I've got so much that I've learned from these, uh, <laughs> these new books I've been reading. i got to get that book club together over there. I'll use the tools at hand. I'll just put out a poll. I'll put out a poll to you guys supporting the show. Um, we can vote on some gross subjects that we want to cover. Uh, it'd be a good time to do that. So dogrows.com forward slash support. Scotty, you got any hot button topics today? Hey, what do I got? What do I got? You know, I'm always just talking about being a good grower, becoming a better grower. But how about safe access to really good cannabis? When you grow your own cannabis, I'll give you an example. I see the rosin bomb here. Uh, we took some homegrown cannabis, squeezed it, and got great flour out of it. Just absolutely. Actually, you know what? I, it was my buddy's homegrown. It was Commander Mikey's homegrown. But just the dankest uh, rosin, just right off the press. Just There's nothing like it. I went to the dispensary a couple days ago. You just don't get the same quality. I mean, maybe if you want to spend 70 or 80 bucks, you get something super high quality, but there's nothing better than just growing your own and, and just enjoying it. And I don't, I think that's how you get the crazy quality. So that's what I think the DGC does. They've helped me become a better grower. I'm sure we've all helped each other become better growers. So, so it's all about for me, brother. Coming with the authoritative like, comment, subscribe, subscribe over on YouTube. Uh, tell your local grow store. Supportrealgrowers.com, many ways to support the show, and go over to dogrows.com forward, forward slash support if you want to see what we have going over there. Much appreciated, DGC. Yeah, yeah. Let's see, what do we got? Dank nugs here or what? Who's growing some dank? Pull this from dogrows.com. This is 
Dank Nugs, Millions of Peaches, millions Ethos of peaches. by, what do I go with, Zone 43? Is that a silent X? What do you think? X, X1 or, or, or Zone 43? I don't know. Hey, did Home? you hear Elon Musk's kid's name? It's got like numbers and letters. And are, you, are you serious? Oh, it's like an A-E that's pronounced X. I mean, it's just, yeah. It's that's very, not surprising. I think it's XXAE12 <laughs> is his name. The AE12 is after, I think, one of Elon Musk's favorite jets. <laughs> and like, yeah, it's just funny, man. All right, this is Ty. Or let me get into this here. It says, hey, y'all, figured I'd upload a cut of my millions of peaches from Ethos Genetics. She must have been a freebie of theirs at some point because there isn't much info out there. I reached out to them, and they told me it's a cross between Katsu Bubba and Peach Rings. Look at this flower here. So she was right. She was so easy to grow. Once I saw her potential, I knew I had to keep her. I didn't take a clone, so I had to harvest and reveg. She's coming along nicely, and I'll be able to make new cuts soon and keep a mother around. Super funk this one. Hey, what do you think of those leaves taco? And you think that's uh, too much light? Is that like the leaves taco on the bottom, which is kind of curl up? Or you think I that's think a I've seen that in genetics sometime. What do you think, Guru? Uh, a lot of times when the trichomes are covering the leaves like that, it can look like it's tacoed. But when you really and, – and these are a little bit. But when you look at it closer, it's also just swollen with uh, – Trichomes all over the edge of the leaf, too. Well, it's definitely look triked out. Yo, man, they ain't fat. I'm swole. Yo, I'm swole. <laughs> trikes on trikes. Thanks for the dank nug. Anybody can get one up. Dudegroves.com. Hook it up. Very nice. Right. Beautiful. Let's get into the grow talk here with inline carbon filter question mark by Matt. I said master, I think, before. This is Matt Stir Kush. I all see right. what he did there. I get it. I get it. What up, DGC? I need some advice here. I have a carbon filter for my exhaust already. Just got my air conditioner in. It has a six-inch exhaust that goes into the baffle outside, a portable AC unit. But the smell is coming out of it pretty heavy. Looking at, so we should explain that, I suppose, as far as that's one hose, single hose, guys. Super, I don't know if I say super inefficient, it's but inefficient. it's, it's super in, super it. inefficient. Um, okay. it, it's not conditioning the room. Well, the uh, whole idea with an air conditioner is you're supposed to slowly run the air over the same air over and over again over the coils. So it gets a little bit cooler each time. Dude, that's not going to work if you keep on. It's going to work shittier if you keep on uh, evacuating the air out of that room. The, the single hose one is continuously pulling air out of the room and in turn new air into the room uh, as opposed to a dual hose one or a mini split where it just is like Scott saying, cycling that air that's in that room through it and continuing getting it a little bit cooler and a little bit cooler now on those levels we can say i've owned, i've ran a dual hose it still could bring the dank out of the room not as bad as a single hose right. and it's more efficient and it works better right. so if, if this isn't where you can have no smell at all or you're gonna get in trouble i'd try and stay away from a dual hose ac if you're going outside to a sensitive spot uh mini split money no no issue with smells but a lot of times financially or whatever it's just too much for what people got going on um, but he wanted to put, he's saying that he found an inline carbon filter for the portable AC, but it's 220. Um, I wouldn't mess with anything with ACs right. anyway, when you're their exhaust or extending the hose ducting and adding booster fans and those things It usually always results in damage to the motor or something not working right with those portable ACs. Yeah. There's a certain CFM that's supposed to run over the compressor to cool it. 
And yes. uh, you know, for some reason, a little more, a little bit, you'd think a little less wouldn't matter, or it would matter and a little more wouldn't, but seems to screw it up. You're right, dude. There's only, there's no way you're going to avoid smell if we don't get rid of the single hose AC blowing right outside. That's always going to be a smell issue. Maybe you could vent it into another area or outside of the tent and then filter that room with an exhaust out. Is there a tent? Is there definitely a tent here? Let's see. Yeah, good question, actually. No, no, there's not definitely a tent. Right. Because it like, would be cool. That's where a tent's cool. You can have negative air pressure coming from the tent. I think just cool. Somebody was talking about this in the comments. And pull the air from, you know, say you got a six-inch uh, duct coming from the tent going into your uh, carbon filter. Uh, that would make it so there's negative air pressure. All the air going into the tent is being scrubbed or honestly evacuated. Theoretically. Theoretically. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to not use this AC unless it dumps into another area. An example, I think, Scotty, you've done before, um, like you put, you make a mini, like let's say you had a fridge box or you have taken two big contractor like uh, trash cans. Yes, sir. Right. Put them together, one on top of the other, put a carbon filter inside. Mm -hmm. Your AC is dumping over here and that carbon filter is constantly going and exhausting. It's more ideal. You don't have such a confined space if you have another room or a lung room or somewhere you can put that stinky air from the AC and get it out is my best, my best advice if you can pull that off. Yeah, this is, if you just got one room though, and you're, trying, and you're trying to just keep the stink out of one room, it is really tough. You can only, it, only choice is to scrub the shit out of it. And even with a single hose uh, uh, air conditioner, it's not gonna work, man. Think about what I would do. Like sometimes you just solve problems, Scotty, by smoking a J, walking around your gross face, and then not realizing, oh, well, maybe I do need to go get that six inch hole saw. Maybe I do need some holes here. If you're a renter, always respect your property, be careful. But sometimes you gotta be a little, what do I say, invasive and make holes and say, whether sometimes it's a, I've done it through a floor, floor joist. I know uh, not recommended, but. Straight up man. out the ceiling is a good place to go. My one, my first, uh, second grow room I had, that was it. It was the 100, 100 uh, can fan in the basement, tubing all the way up, all the way out the roof, just straight up out the roof. So get rid of that shit. Sometimes you got to go South Florida and throw a little money at it. You know, you th throw a couple grand into <laughs> the mini split and you're golden. You've got yourself, uh, we always talk about environment being dialed in. Man, you get yourself a mini split. You're in control of your environment at that point. And you get you get yourself a good one and your control of your environment up to like eight to 10,000 watts too. Check your mini splits uh, temperatures for running in the winter, depending mm -hmm. where you're located. <laughs> Having Fujitsu. a grow room. Fujitsu thumbs up. I would, I, I would pay for a Fujitsu. Mm. Hell, cheers that we have been schooled by Temp Needs Todd's and how many things he's dealt with and the fidget shoes are legit. You have two of them yourself there, correct? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. All right. I got a good social comment here. I hate, it feels fun, funny saying that. I got a good comment from a cat over on YouTube, Scotty. This is Jesse. Jesse George. Was it so? Uh, we've been having... Did you say let's get social? <laughs> Don't make that is a that song, song on YouTube, isn't it? Best song ever. Google it. Right. <laughs> and just right, understand gonna... that that happened in real life, that song. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This was uh, revolving in our auto talk about transplanting. He goes, I transplant autos all the time from cups straight into five gallons or seven gallon. Depends. If I think they'll get big or not, some autos don't get huge. Some do. But if you can app, but you can absolutely transplant autos as long as you're not crazy rough with them. 
I've planted straight into five gals before. Notice I do better with germing in a solo cup than when it gets its second set of leaves, of real leaves, I transplant. Same results I've done many times, but I don't recommend going up like from a one to a three to a five. It says just transplanting once has not given me issues. So thanks for the advice there, man. Excellent I'm going to be transplanting. I have to in my situation. Yeah. I'm, by the way, I looked at the autos that just have their second set of leaves. Like they came up like last week, maybe. And they're already down. The, the roots are already down to the bottom of, of the little uh, keg cup or whatever. I got the clear ones. So they grow to, that whole tap root thing being stunting them. That can't be because literally they hit the bottom of the cup in five days. So is I'm that, transplanting them. I, I agree with, uh, with Jesse here. Is that, uh, Jesus on your shirt? Jesus? What was his name? Lebowski. Who we got there? I got Jesus on my chest. Okay. Okay. I no. dig. <laughs> all right let's see here we're going to go into another grow talk question with first all organic run three weeks into flower by draft balls <laughs> oh that draft balls what it says my last my last post was my purple kush harvest and dank nugs that was grown with Ramo newts and i really enjoyed that line i highly recommend it if you're Canadian, okay, let me clarification. You can use it if you're American as well. And in many other countries, it's available down in the States. Um, so you don't have to be just Canadian. So, but I'm starting to grow veggies this year, so I'm going all organic everything. I'm loving it so far. Veg was a breeze, but I'm noticing some deficiencies a few weeks after flipping. Just yesterday, I got my air pump and stones. Today, I got my first compost tea brewed. He's using a sea soil compost, which which is a low MPK like fish and forest materials, um, earthworm castings, bat guano, and a pro mix organic herb and veggie soil. Uh, so the reason I'm curious, do we know what all that is? The, do, we so, know, do we know what yeah, any the of that sea is? soil compost? Like I said, it's a product of it's local here in BC. It's uh, like a fish and a uh, byproduct of the fish industry and forest materials. It's pretty vague on the bag. There's a lot of info on their site. A lot of people like to cut it with peat. Uh, and it has a low MPK. I think I'll get two, one, something. Uh, the the, uh, the one that's got a little unknown, Scotty, we don't know what the strength of his guano, but the Pro Mix Organic what, Urban Veggie Soil. But hang on, the strength of the guano, but not only what it, different guanos have different macronutrients in them. Yeah, there's typically why well, I would go with a, like a, you mean like a bloom or a grow guano yeah, as well? Yeah, I mean, they've got high nitrogen fat. guanos. Don't even get me on that Peruvian guano. <laughs> but yeah, there's high phosphorus guanos. Yeah. Hmm. It's one of those industries I still think about when I think I'm having a bad day and I say, at least I don't process seabird, Peruvian, Peru, Peruvian seabird guano. Yeah. What do you think's worth worse, man? Going into the cave to harvest it or packaging it back at the plant? I work at the guano plant, man. <laughs> He's in the, and this is all mixed in the pro mix organic herb and veggie soil, which is an enriched peat with perlite. And all that says on that bag, Scotty, I dug a little bit as it says, organic nutrients will feed for three months. All right. So, so it's got a little blood and bone meal in there or something like that? That yeah, would be the, the, the cheapest way for them to accomplish that. So, yeah, I would just, yeah. He has more here. He top-dressed with a Gaia Green and Bacuano. After flipping, Gaia Green is another product that's a low MBK, or I think 484 is one of their basic ones. Um but he's noticing deficiencies, so he wants to know, is there anything you add? I'm three weeks in here. Uh, I have some Ramo Bloom. I want to add a little bit of that. 
in flour, but will that screw with my microbes? So many people pick up a bottle of newts and like, well, wait a minute, am I going to hurt this organic thing I have going on? So uh, those are the questions. These pitchers, I don't know. I don't think they look horrible. We're only three weeks in, at so that, we have some time. Yeah, but at that time in bloom, though, they're supposed to be cooking. And you know, and what I mean is just uh, uh, growing and building bud and you know, kind of never slowing down. Once they slow down like this, man, you lose a lot of momentum, especially in flower where you can't get it back. So. And this is a magnesium deficiency um, pretty okay. clearly just looking at it. And that is, it, at least in terms of deficiencies, that's one of them you can correct really easily and fairly quickly too with uh epsom salts where it's magnesium sulfate um you can use it as a foliar or water it in and it can correct that magnesium deficiency really quickly i wouldn't why not lean right on what's plant available he has that top dress of the guy at green he did that might have some of his bait you know meat and potatoes as scotty calls them but they're not doing enough and just do a full-on use that the, the ramo line not just the bloom Use the micro, get your micronutrients. Uh, use the full line at a lower rate. I'd go like five mils per gallon. I've never burnt with it or anything. And I think within a light, two light cycles, you're gonna see these leaves changing um, and looking a lot better. I know you're trying to go full organic, but you can't re-enrich your soil at this point. You gotta either water in a liquid organic, and even if you top dress something, it's gonna take a bit for the plants to change versus watering in a liquid n- nutrient. What about foliar feeding though? Any recommendations on that, guys? Magnesium sulfate, 100. Like okay. this is a magnesium uh, deficiency, uh, from what I can tell. Watering it or using a foliar of magnesium sulfate, Epsom salts, um, will be able to correct this like very quickly. Also, foliar feed in some uh, the Velo kelp, and I don't know what about foliar feeding anything else that you have in a nutrient line. Like let's say, could you should you potentially foliar feed in like a micro of a three part or you like foliar feeding that uh that late in the flowering i don't like spraying my buds that late man three weeks to address a problem to get me on point sure i i, I don't mind with the, the time loss but let, yeah dude let us know i think you can recover for sure i think like there is a hiccup here but i've seen a lot worse come around hopefully you got five to six weeks left um and just yeah. This is an example. This is a prime example of why I don't just throw a bunch of organics together, you know, think that I'm going to be able to have success with organics by throwing a bunch of things together. Um, this is why you have guys like Jeremy, that, you know, guys like Soup that really understand and have recipes to follow. This would mean to me like trying to guess on a pizza dough recipe. It might look like pizza at the end, but yeah, I don't know. But I'm, that's all I'm kind of saying is even like the earthworm castings and all that stuff and brewing the teas, you don't know what you got. You don't. You really don't. I don't want to make it a, a, a recharge kind of plug, but that's why we select the kind of uh, micros we select in recharge. And that's why you have a constant known. And Because uh, there can be a lot of variability um, in microbes in terms of their ability to persist in certain environments. Some microbes just will not handle uh, high salinity environments or the type of environments we're going to have in like performance horticulture. Uh, but then there are also there are like designer ones that you can consider like a technology product where it's been bred for that to be able to persist in that type of environment, yeah, like I'm, like the ones that we have in Recharge. I'm not against castings at all. If you know what you're doing, no, you. I was just to, about to defend the cast. <clears throat> I got Go a ahead. friend, Worm Gold Man George, that makes the fucking the most amazing castings. You want to brew those fresh? Hell yeah! I got bags of it that have been sitting in my uh, in in my hot warehouse bag. I'm sorry, it's a storage container for the last two years, hot and cold. 
You think those are, are so good if I brew tea with them? You know what I mean? Not all castings are created yeah. equal. And, and just to get it out there, when you're looking at castings, if you can, if the people are knowledgeable enough that make them, that you can ask them about the uh, counts of chitin-degrading bacteria that are, are in their worm castings, that really, in my opinion, is the determining factor of like the quality of a worm casting. Yeah. Those are your nutrient cyclers. The chitin, say that one more time, Guru. Chitin-degrading bacteria. The, or the nutrient cyclers, like Scott's saying, in the in the earthworm castings. All right. I hope that good points on all fronts. I hope yeah. that helps. I do agree. I've done it myself uh, by following kind of a recipe and throwing organics together and then running into some deficiencies. Right. Uh, so it is nice to be guided into that. I agree with what you're saying, dude. If you want to save that harvest, hop on some Remo. Hop on some synthetics. Look at you split. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. Thanks for the comments. Just cooling, uh, shouting out, helping out. Soup's been on these comments. What's up, Juicy J? Appreciate the DGC contributing, man. Whoa. Oh, sorry. Yes. Close, some, close some stuff too quick. Getting clicky with my cold brew, Scotty. Oh, don't get clicky, brother. Don't get clicky now. You changing, man. All right. Got a grow hack here. This is uh, three or cur- curtains in the grow room. It's when I first heard this, I thought it was going to be about how you got to get creative when you have to like you have a grow room and you don't want the blinds to look like they're like pushed against the window and shit from the outside. It's uh, my vanity this, curtain, OK? <laughs> uh, this is from Bob Marley is Alive. Yes, my friends, I hope that you're all well. I thought it's time to post up some hacks that make a life in a small room much easier. Four by four space, so not much room to play with. However... I do have a lung room to one side and an exhaust room to the other side. And in parentheses, he puts luckily. You're right, man. A lot, a lot of people have that. Uh, my hack is so simple. It allows you to hang most things from the ceiling and easy reposition them if when the time comes. I use the carabiner clips to secure my wiring and keep it looking clean. Nothing worse than a dirty row room. After all, they're living organisms and deserve some pampering. That is awesome. So my ha- I got a cleaning lady that comes in. I can't move. So, you know, I got a cleaning lady that comes in and cleans the place up for me. That's what a plant's thinking, huh? His act is to install curtain poles inside the grow room and hang your gear from them. It keeps the floor space clean and makes life in a small grow room more versatile. So I agree, man. This, this Scotty, look at the picture of this room. Reminds me of like one of my buddies in Colorado that grew in the room was like, my dude, it's like you're ready to do surgery in here all the time. It's too clean. Like, you could do I don't know. In that room. You could. It's got plastic. Yeah. Uh, man. But so what is that for the lights? So when he has to move the lights around or his fans, he's able yeah, to I, slide them one way or the other? Yeah, I was going to give you <laughs> a tip at Home Depot or I don't know the name of the rail. It's a 90, a 90 degree rail. Uh, and there's all the holes in it. There's all these holes in it. They sell it in the aisle at Home Depot where they have like the metal pieces for people that just need a little bit of metal for this or that. And um, you where can hang that down iron? the length of your grow room. What's that? I just said that's what you ask him at Home Depot. You say, where's your angle iron? It is. It's right at a 90. And it's like each, uh, I think they come in six foot pieces or four foot pieces. Has so many, you can, all these holes. Temp Needs Todd gave it to me as a tip for hanging lights, carbon filters. It has a bunch of options. So shout out to your nice ass go room. You know, I always like to hassle Scotty on the show because he's given the award for the dirtiest. I don't know if that room was in full operation, but a damn snake in the hood. No joke. Snake just chilling in the hood. Dead. Fried out. But yeah, uh, I was impressed. Pulling weight, homie. That's what my shirt should say, man. (laughs) Pulling weight. Those were the olden days, brother. Those were the olden days. 
You're 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 uh you're you're a lot cleaner these days. You know, actually, yeah, yeah I have changed. Yesterday, I was about what twelve thirty at night. I was making clones. My clones, actually, dude, that Mac roots in eight days. I get clones to busting out roots in eight days. But yeah, I was playing around. My float valve got stuck. So you want to talk about that's the Achilles heel of that whole system. So I was in there fucking with it, made a complete mess. And yeah, I was in there with the. Oh, towel, like literally like filling up a one gallon bucket with the with, with the water on the floor, wiping it up. I have changed, dude. I've changed. I'm very <laughs> zen in there now. I could have vacuumed it up. I could have. They don't have to be immaculate, but a clean grow room is a better grow room. Okay. That's oh, sure. Say. It sure is. And we'll talk about the, just real quick. Just that's not just superstition or whatever. Bugs love to eat that weak stuff that's on the bottom or that's on, on the, you know, it's littering the ground. Um, so that's how you get bugs and pathogens and mold and mildew. Eventually, the snake of smell or something. That so. snake was cool, man. <laughs> it was petrified. It was always there. Slithered into an air-cooled hood from the outside exhaust, I believe is how that went down. It was so just trying sense. to get warm, it and then it like got it too close idea. to the light. And then the lights turned on, and it was like, holy shit. Yeah. It's one of those things, do you have to really remove it? doesn't seem to be blocking much light, does it? All right, another one here. Um, the, this is the heat is coming. This is an eight by eight grow tent. Heat control help by Atlantic Jungle. It says, hey guys, I really love the show. Currently have been flowering in a four by eight with 2000 watt HPSs. Everything's been going good. So why not make it an eight by eight with four lights? We've all been there. I got four lights. Let's go to eight. This is rocking. All right. Um, <laughs> That's a lot of current, light. The lights are all daisy chained together. Six inch ducting. He's got one fan to try and air cool all these, uh, and his temps are running 95 to 100 degrees. Obviously not gonna work. Um, we tried moving the exhaust vent to bring in cool air from outside the tent through the lights and out the other side where it never comes directly into the tent and saw the same results. So that sounds like he's not getting rid of any heat, right? Yeah, like it sounds <laughs> like the, the lights, if you're air cooling lights and you're just dumping into the room that the tent is in, uh, you're essentially just have a heater for that room. You're, you're not getting rid of it. You're not uh, saving yourself any uh, heat with yeah. air cooling them that way. The idea is to pull it from the outside and get it back to the outside. So it doesn't, uh, because if you pull it from another room, then if you have air conditioning, it depends. If you have air conditioning running, though, then it just pulls all the conditioned air out of your house. So. I guess if you're not running air conditioner, it doesn't have to come from outside, right. go through the lights, and then back to outside. It could come from the room um, and then just straight out the house. It's going to stink, though. You might yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember taping hoods back in the day. If you have to keep this set up, I want to give you the tip. You know, ideally, I would probably, I, instead of uh, using one fan and having a turn and a turn uh, or a Y, any type of turns and ducting really reduces the fan's efficiency quickly. I would have just two straight lines going through the sets of hoods with two fans. And if you can pull air from outside, and go back outside without it stinking, that's gonna make a big difference in, in your temperatures. Can, I, can uh, I be real though, man? Can the Scotty real be real, sir? Yes, yes. If you're doing an eight by eight, that should be worth something. You know, consider just, you know, HPS is, is great or it was great. There's some awesome options. You can literally go back to putting, I don't know, I'll just because I know what it is, four of those HLG 550s or something like that. I'm sure there's other options, but if you just did something like that, you've got yourself 2,000 watts. That's more light than your 4,000 watts. 
So you're back to the you know, same amount of heat you had with the 2000 watts, which your room was able to handle. Man, something like that would be so much better than spending money on an air conditioner and... Yeah, I don't know, I for about out. the same amount of money, you could use existing equipment and get a mini split in there for that eight by eight room and have a peachy environment. But yes. for for the same money, you you definitely probably could switch to LED and not need that mini split at the same time. Where would you spend your two three grand? I'm over here. I got I would pour these chilled chilled logic right. four chilled logic for four by four areas at five hundred eighty watts each. That's nice. Come checked out at thirty five hundred dollars. Of course. Coupon code DUDE does that. Uh, and then I don't think we touched on, you're going to be able to run your room hotter. You're going to run 84, 85 degrees. Uh, and I think, assuming you're running some CO2, you want to run CO2 regardless. But then your AC, you'll still need an AC, but it's going to be like, what, half the size or something than what you would need to cool all the BTUs off those HID lights. 2,000 watts initial- in a room isn't ridiculous. If you're circulating there around the house, I guess it wouldn't be able to uh, have CO2 at that point. But... I think you uh, might be able to get away with no AC in there or no separate AC. It's possible. I mean, you're almost half in your wattage. And again, do do the math. Call the call, you know, call up rapid, tell them what you're trying to do, get some help on it. But when you don't have to change bulbs, which you should be if you're really trying to be on top notch quality every six months to three cycles at the most. What's that's nine months. If you got three month cycles. Right. Um, as well as keeping that glass peachy clean all the time. That light going through the glass kind of sucks. Uh, and man, you're, you're going to be able to run your power a lot less. There's so many advantages that your return comes a bit quicker than you might think. I think better quality, better color light. I, I really do. I got totally. some useful. Uh conversions of stuff for them too. One watt of electricity. Yes. Does it matter what type of light it is or dehumidifier or anything? That's 3.41 BTUs. What if so it's when organic? You're, so when you're sizing out your air conditioner for your room, it's good to consider the total wattage of your room and then multiply it by 3.41. And that will and then you want that to be like 60% of the capacity of whatever air conditioner you buy. So let's 70. do that. Hang on. So 1,000 watts, we times that by 3.41. So that's... 3,410. Or, yeah. Okay. So BTU. 12,000 BTUs is one ton of air conditioning. So yep. that would be a quarter of a ton of air conditioning. Is that right? Three, six, nine, twelve, a third of a ton? I was trying to not do... Uh, no. What I mean, what, <laughs> what I, what I mean is that three, for 3,000 watts, you could run on 12,000 BTU air conditioner. They start at like I think six and nine thousand BTUs with the mini splits. They start them really small. They do. I don't know about six. But yeah, yeah, I think they, they have nine thousands and twelve thousands. You're right. And I, what I think the little air conditioner, the single hose, is about six of six BTUs. If I'm not mistaken. Six thousand. I'm sorry, six thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. We'll hope that advice helps, and you have, can make that addition. He's got to pull off this harvest if you got that stuff going. So, uh, but after that, definitely try and upgrade, man hard in the summertime. You might be able to pull off that grow. That's what I was going to remind growers. Um, sometimes you can do things in the wintertime, your grow is totally fine, but you got to take off the hottest months of the summer, depending on where your room or your grow is. All right, let's check out what's playing on YouTube here. We got what makes a good cocoa and GMO cannabis with Mike from Gorilla Boost Cocoa and Jaron from New Millennium. Had a little hangout there. Yeah, I feel like the uh, wording, what makes a good cocoa and GMO cannabis? No, it was what makes a good cocoa. 
and GMO cannabis. We're also talking about that. But it, yeah, it was a very good hang, man. And dude, I do like uh, Gorilla Boost. Gorilla Boost Coco, he's a friend of the show. Uh, Mike is uh, also with Mr. Soul, Brothers Grim Genetics, but badass Coco. Give me, oh, not badass, but it's legit, man. Give me a few bags of it. I've been planting in it. As a matter of fact, I just planted those autoflower seeds in it yesterday, dude. Need a little, little bit extra. I had a half a bag laying around, so. Yeah, I have to let you know. Just straight cocoa. Everything you're doing with it, there's no perlite, there's no nothing. Just straight. It's like a real fine cocoa, I assume. I don't know. It's a lot of pith in there and stuff like okay, that. Okay, I've never right. had my hands in it, man, because I'm up here in Canada. Yeah, it's so. nice. Uh, anyway, I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe it, but yes, it's very good quality cocoa. And I've just been doing that in recharge with the seeds. Uh, sometimes with the beds, I'll put uh, a lot of earthworm castings in there and some biochar, but this time just just uh, cocoa and seeds and just a little bit of recharge in there with a little bit of that Olivia's cloning solution, just cause if it's good for- With pop, the seed, with your seeds? If it's good for popping clones, why shouldn't it be good for popping seeds, huh? Huh? I had a half gallon of it laying around, so I hit it with it yesterday. You're interesting. Yeah, bad logic. Uh, Mike's gonna have a giveaway here, for the DGC soon. He's gonna give up some of this. He's got some bags, some cocoa bags. They're like a six by six by eight block ready to plant, uh, so. We'll let you know when we got that going, but cool. Check that out on YouTube uh, with the pros list. I would remind everybody, dogrows.com forward slash pros. When you're shopping for your grow, you can hook up with all kinds of gear over here, whether it's lighting, nutrients, we got the radical bag containers. Uh, it's a great way to vote with your dollars. Got all the coupon codes listed. So appreciate that, dogrows.com forward slash pros. Yes. And genetics. We still have the scarlet begonias from Irie Genetics, IrieGeneticsColorado.com. Uh, hooking up, anybody can win these. Go to the homepage of DudeGrows.com, enter the raffle copter, and you're good to go. <laughs> uh, it's a way to social share to win, support the show. You don't have to be a member, you don't have to be signed up, you just go to the homepage, check it out, and we're sending out seeds every single week. Yes, love it. I love how far we've come. At the beginning of this show, we'd be scared as shit to be having that feature. I mean, five years ago, right? You're like, hmm, should we be doing this? You yes. know what I mean? Good times. Yes. Well, once once you've been kicked out of PayPal, you know, you never come back. <laughs> There's no looking back. Okay. Banned all right. from PayPal. So you got uh, what's going on on our grows here, man? I got all you got all kinds of things from DLI in the greenhouse, dehumidifier, spider mites. What's, what's too much? <laughs> I do have too much. Okay, first off, Friday night I'm hanging out. I'm in my indoor grow. I'm thinking about my greenhouse, and I'm going, man, why does indoor weed look so fucking crazy dank? And greenhouse weed looks like a plant should, you know? It looks. It like looks pretty damn dank at times yes. as well. Indoor looks like you could knock somebody out with it. You know, like you could throw it at somebody and it would fucking leave a mark. You know what I mean? Like those rock hard nugs. And I was thinking it's probably, I don't know. I was just sitting there stone smoking and saying light intensity. It's got to be light intensity. So I uh, sent out a, our buddy Organic Keith. Uh, he's got this pretty fucking badass light. I don't know what it's called, but it's uh, just like a 600, very similar to, I think, what uh, what the... the 650R. Thank you. I think it's very similar. So anyway, uh, it was something like that. I was like, what if we hang something like that over our indoor or our greenhouse, rather, our outdoor greenhouse? Do you think it'll do anything? We'll make, you know, we'll tighten up the nugs, make it more dank. And we had a little meeting about it. And Guru came in and goes, ah, now you're wasting your time. 
Yeah, if anything, <laughs> that greenhouse gets full sun pretty much from sunrise to sunset. Right, right. Um, if anything, we need like a 10 to 15% shade on that greenhouse until at least the end of the season. There could be some benefit in the added DLI um, from having that in there towards the end of the season when the plants are finishing up. Now, right. But light is light, you're saying, so even if it does, if it's less intense, I mean, cannabis is getting such intense light. Where you live in the front range, Colorado has so many days of sun. I'm calling a non-issue. I think that your idea of what you're trying to do does apply to me in BC because I can go a week in the middle of the summer and not see much sun at all. So wouldn't that be the opposite of that guru? Or heck, if you're, if you're in that environment, supplement that's what they do in supplemental it, well, lighting greenhouses. Well, 100%. DLI, uh, the, and you can just think of that as like the total amount of light that falls on a given area over the course of the day. Okay. Um, that's different. Uh, in in the same location at different times of the year, right? And it's different at different locations at same times of the year too. So it, it's it's different almost everywhere. And they have maps of it for the whole country where you can look by month um, what the DLI for your area is going to be. Um, and most commercial greenhouses uh, or really well set up ones will have their lights are controlled buy a DLI meter on the top of the greenhouse or multiple DLI meters on top of the greenhouse. So to that turn lighting on it, it, it'll sense when a cloud comes over that, Oh, we need to boost intensity a little bit to keep everything That's in cool. terms of Get light one of those, Scotty. consistent right. um, for that whole greenhouse. And and the same stuff applies to our greenhouse. We're just we get so much. It's Colorado in the front range. We get three hundred plus days of sun a year. Um, we we don't need supplemental light in that greenhouse. I feel bad, dude. Gets three hundred plus days of rain a year. <laughs> I don't know how many, but I'll be. I'm running seven hundred and thirty watts of two fixtures of LED lighting uh, out in my grow shack. Right. So to, to definitely help out and to make up for those days. So, and it does bring a little bit more of the, the dank to the flower, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. I was just thinking, I'm like, I don't know if it's brighter in my grow, you know, outside than it is in my grow room. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, man? <laughs> like the sun is so, so bright. Sometimes you can't even see. Where do you got the spider mites though? Indoors or out? Because you're going to have them both places if you don't take care of them. I was having such a good time, man. We're bullshitting. Yeah, I went in and checked on some of those Max, you know, the one-gallon Max that came out of the Mm -hmm. cloner a couple weeks ago. And sure enough, you see it. You see little bites. It's like stippling, they call it. But it's just where the – it looks like they just took a little bite or maybe, yeah, I don't know, stuck something inside there and sucked the juice out. Hey, but luckily, (laughs) you got a fogger, and we got, we're friends with Marone Bioinnovation. Yeah, you know what? It is actually good serendipity, sir, that um, I got, whatever, we just hooked up with uh, Marone Bioinnovation, so I'm going to try it. They've got this... uh, what is it called? Organopesticide? No, biopesticide. Sorry, which is biology. I like that. I'm they, try have, they actually have two biopesticides and a biofungicide. Yeah, we actually, Matt is a friend of the show, supporter of the of the show, and uh, gave me the recipe. So I'm going to try it. I'm going to use all three of these. What do you, I think I got to alternate the pesticides or the, well, the biopesticides. Alternate the biopesticides and use regalia um, each spray. Right. That's my base. It's very cool. I'm going to give it a shot. And in in terms of mite control, all the studies I've seen of uh, Venerate and Grandifo 
both they're excellent at control of two spotted spider mites. I was psyched about that. We, you know, the friends of the show, so we get to call it the doctor now. And the doctor says, Oh, spider mites, I got you. And it was like, can't remember, it was 98 or 96% efficacy. Not 90, 98% control <laughs> yeah. on spider mite populations so fairly quickly. It. That was in like six days. I'll sure. take it, man. I didn't yeah, get this. And not to make it a commercial, but is this stuff like grow store? Is this in the grow store? Yeah, your local grow store can get a hold of that stuff. You guys can go to maroonbio.com, go to the cultivated garden section. Uh, there's actually a webinar there if you want to go deep and look at some interest in actual <laughs> charts on the use of their products. Uh, and We've gone like I said, there. It is, We've gone deep, yes. <laughs> but it is, it is, I'm pumped, you know, when I hear the word bioinsecticide, um, to be able to have products that aren't going to be harmful to the environment with runoff. Or using nature to fight nature. Yes, we that's do, what I We think use about. nature to feed nature. You like the saying, Scotty, uh, some products are plants feeding plants, like BioBiz. So very cool shit. Yep. yep. Hey, but there is no substitute for proper environment. Uh, Warehouse Kyle was like, I have a dehumidifier from my, you know, he's in the fish tanks and stuff. I guess they put off a lot of humidity. But he's like, I don't have fish tanks anymore. So he brought me this just regular old dehumidifier. Holy shit, did it change everything, man. I, my environment is perfect now. I actually plugged plugged my Quest back in, the Quest controller, because it would just constantly bug me and be like, oh, yeah, your shit's fucked, man. <laughs> your humidity is at 90, so. <laughs> or your pulse control, your pulse oh, monitor. Fucking dude, I'm so sorry. I've got dehumidifiers. My pulse, yes, that pulse environmental monitor you got. Yeah. Dude, that thing's actually really cool when your room's dialed in and you can look and have a nice smile, so. Yeah, I've got it all dialed in now, so I'm pretty sick. Did you add much heat with the dehumidifier? No, I've got a ton. I've got two tons of AC in there. So, you know, when when you deal with our uh, temp needs Todd, he always makes you upsize. So I've got for about, I don't know, 1,200 watts. I've got 24,000 BTUs. Should we do the math? Well, it's nice to not have equipment running full bore all the time and just maintaining, you know what I mean? So I get upsizing a little bit. I will tell you when, with an air conditioner, you don't want to upsize too much because you'll short cycle the compressor, meaning you want that compressor to run for a while. Uh, it's not really good if they start and stop, start and uh, stop. I got you. Yeah, so just keep it, I don't think that, oh man, I'll get a you know, five ton for my thousand watts. No good. Speaking of the environmental monitor with the pulse, so my grow, uh, the other night after, actually it was Sunday night when I was chilling after I hit my head and I was just kind of having a chill day. It was Mother's Day as well. I wasn't thinking much about the grow and it was hot here, or here, hot, you know, low 80s. And basically it was like, oh shit, I, forgot, I should go check on the grow. Went and opened up the tent and the lights were off. I'm like, oh, and then my where my lights plug into, which is just a basic, it's a lighting timer. Just w but with built-in high temp shutdown, not an expensive product. Highly recommended for anybody. Yeah, and it triggered my high temp shutdown. To, I think it's at ninety is when it goes off. Oh, and the plants were super dry, uh, but it handled it. It shut them off. And I was curious though. What I mean, ninety's hot, and I'm getting towards the end of flower. Is there a duration of a certain temp where I should? I'm really going to start damaging my trike screwed, you know, or? The fact that it hit 90 and just shut off, I'm probably going to be okay. The flowers, the plants still look great. There are, especially later in flower, a lot of terpenes um, that that is a high enough temperature for them to volatize and come off the plant. Uh, 
but just the lighter ones. And not, and if it just gets up to there and then immediately shuts off and dumps the room, probably not much of an issue. But like consistent high temperatures can definitely have some terpene degradation. Yeah, that was my concern. I mean, I've had the hot grow. I think you've had the hot grow, Scotty, where you just – I've screwed up and then it, I had the hay smell. It was like my third grow I remember on the free market and the dude's right. like, looks great. Kind of smells like, hey, <laughs> can't do much with that. It's like, huh. And right. I think a part of that was having too hot of a garden at certain times in the summer. So be careful of that. He can definitely degrade, degrade your product a little and get a high temp shutdown. In addition to running, my pulse wasn't running at the time. I didn't have it plugged in. That would have notified me. So I would have got my ass up off the couch Jesus. and been like, oh. That's the so. worst though, man. Like you kind of had a rough night. Then the next morning something happens in your grow. You have to freaking stagger over there. And for me, I'd have to stagger over there. I'd have to start uh, uh, trying to figure out why the float valve's clogged, which means getting soaking <laughs> wet and, you know, sitting in water. You know, it's just a mess, man. So, yeah. Well, the, the, um, the, the one thing I did do, which now I can turn back on because we're, we're about 10 degrees lower this week in my house temp and outside temps, because uh, I don't have AC. Usually, typically, you wouldn't need AC here. So the outside temps, it reflects on the inside to a degree. So I just have three of those rapid LED bars, and I unplugged the middle one. And that took 84 watts away. There's still enough light at the can on the canopy. I think I got about 10 days left in flower. I'm not tripping on it. The flowers already look awesome. I'm actually really happy this harvest looks freaking great. I got to get a video up. Uh, so I just unplugged one of my lights, kept my light cycle, and that was good to go. So the, the lesson of the show, summer's coming. Summer's here. Be ready for the heat. Have your precautions in place. Make sure your AC, if it's serviceable, has been serviced. If that's even an option, sometimes that's not an option. And, and you're they don't ready do for that summer. Anymore, dude. They don't do that kind of shit. You just go to Walmart and buy another one. You're race. Ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Kidding. I'm only Remind kidding. you guys, great ways to support the show. Don't forget, if you want to get your hands on that recharge, realgrowers.com. Coupon code DUDE. Go over to amazon.com. You can check out Real Growers Recharge, Canadians Recharge dot Recharge Canada dot CA, yes. where you get hooked up. Uh, and also, if we've if we've fattened your buds, please consider dudegrows dot com forward slash support. We've got a good thing going on over there. We're getting the sponsors to hook up for people supporting this show. I'm over there chatting with everybody every other day or so, and we're giving shit away every month in the free seeds. So I'm loving the way this is working out, Scotty. Yes, me as well, dude. Me as well. <laughs> Let's shout out some of these cats. We huh? have some very right. creative folks here. Can I, can I start? Uh, yes. Hey, get off my newts. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And Green Puffin Man. I'm gonna give up to CD in Ty Wood. Okie Homegrower 420 and Dankman Dan. Whoa. Captain Turk and Bart the Jays. What's up? Yes, yeah, Smokers Delight 420 and Matt Grows Food. Hey, you ever seen Dankman Dan and Dirtman Dan in the same room together? <laughs> no, sir. All right, guys, stay higher. We'll be coming back at you with some wake and bake. Until next time, my friends. Yeah, take your easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the tank. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss man is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bomb. Some people stop.
practices to do They shake their heads at natural medicine Go ahead and try something new, new, new. It's just weed It's just weed And let's keep the good vibes on, on, on It's just weed It's just weed And let's smoke it out of me Oh, no.